coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Patrick and Mark have been replaced by Rabid Patrick and Rabid Mark. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Rabid Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis, joined as always by my co-host Mark Mitchell. How's it going, Mark? It's going pretty good. I just expelled a significant amount of mucus from my body. Mark is still sick. Yeah, so you know how like you uh, blow your nose I do. and then you have like a brief moment of relief before mm-hmm. like so many ski balls in a ski ball machine, just more mucus is like, oh, you're out, you're out, you're out of mucus. Let me like get some more for you. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm enjoying those brief moments of actually being able to breathe through my nose. So we'll see how long this lasts. Uh, last week I had a runny nose, um, and I wasn't like sick or anything. I think allergies or I don't know what. There's a little bit I thought I was allergic to the uh, feathers in my pillows on the oh, couch. Oh no! Um, but then Sarah told me that wasn't true. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it still maybe it doesn't matter. Uh, my nose was running and it was doing something I'd never experienced before where it would just like liquid snot would just like start to pour out of my oh, nose. Oh, with no warning. With no warning. It's awful, especially when you're at work and you're like, oh, no, at any moment. Oh, at any moment. Or on a date. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> uh, Mark, we've been playing Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. That's right. On the Switch, and we are going to talk about it. That's all this episode is. Um, so if you... I mean, I don't really think there are story spoilers in this game. Not really. Um, but, you know, we'll dance around if there... There aren't. There aren't. There, yeah, I think we're just going to talk about every... Yeah. Um, so if you're sensitive to, like, uh, bosses and that kind of stuff, we will be talking about it by name. So play the game and then come back and listen to it. Uh, and if you're just like, partway through the game, uh, I'll just say right off the bat, I finished uh, the second world. Um, and Mark is in the middle of the third world. Right yeah, now. I'm in the spooky world. So if you already passed that, we're not going to spoil anything that you haven't seen yet. And again, I, I know I am particularly like spoiler permissive. I don't believe in spoilers, but uh, I don't think I, I we're, we're not going to say anything that's going to ruin anyone's experience. Here. No, no. Uh, Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. How are you enjoying it thus far, Mark? I am enjoying it a surprising amount because I in general do not like tactical rpgs yeah uh we've talked a lot on the show about how i just don't have the patience for strategy games Mm -hmm. where i have to like plan my moves ahead of the time and i feel like this is a really good game that kind of splits the difference i think if you are more tactical minded you will be rewarded if uh you're like me and you don't really have the patience for that kind of thing you can still make your way through it yeah well in the game you know it rewards you for completing in a certain number of turns and without uh any of your characters dying but like this is the opposite of a fire emblem game in that like fire emblem is famous for featuring like permadeath um but this it's like your character is just knocked out for the rest of that fight yeah you don't even have to like spend coins or anything to revive them right they're just back um because the game is more interested in you having fun than like punishing you for not being an excellent tactician no before we get into like the mechanics of the gameplay and stuff like that. I yeah. do want to just talk about, in general, this game. Because 
it's a you know unique bird it's in a the world of Nintendo. Yeah, it is uh, a third party developed mm-hmm. game. Uh, it's developed by Ubisoft, heavily featuring Mario and the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, Mario, Luigi, the Princess, and Yoshi, all playable characters. And it's mashing this world up. It's mashing the Mushroom Kingdom up with Rabbids, which are like minions. They are both loved and loathed. And so it has the potential to be a disaster. So can we just talk about Rabbids for a second? Please. So I always had, I was always under the assumption that I don't like the Rabbids because they remind me of the minions, because their humor seems juvenile and gross. Um, but I've never actually played any of the uh, Rabbids uh, minigame collections for Wii. Um, I haven't even really played that many Rayman games, so I'm not super exposed to these characters. Um, I find that I sort of really like them. So I think I agree with you, and I think they've done a really good job. I think it's because they... The most rabbits of like just straight up OG rabbits you're going to get yeah. is in the intro. There's like a six minute video that opens the game and it features rabbits doing like what you expect rabbits to do very heavily. Right. And, then, and they're just like weird little balls of chaos, right? Yeah. They're just like yeah. following their id um, to like wreck stuff. Yeah. Or and they climb like fart things. and they scratch their butt. And right. you know, like uh, they, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And. But then once the game actually begins, the you are have rabbits in your party. You at some point in the game, you don't have to even have them anymore. You could go all Nintendo characters. Right. But there are rabid versions of Nintendo characters in your party. And but other than that, you can complete pretty much completely avoid uh interacting with rabbits. Yeah, it's ba- like if you want the rabbit humor, you can like see them in the background and then like push push a button to investigate it. And then they'll do something funny, and there's like a little bit of funny copy that goes along with it. And it usually works for me. I'm usually like, yeah, I want to see, I want these jokes. Show me the rabbits doing silly things. Well, because they're usually more, they lean more on the side of like cute yeah. versus crass. And I think that in general sums up the game where it very, it, I think any worries anybody had when they heard rabbits, right? You don't need to be worried. If you were try- avoiding this game because, you hate the rabbits. You can hate rabbits and still really like this game. I I think that, but with a with a little bit of a caveat because you your the party that you start with is Mario and the Luigi rabbit and the Peach rabbit, um, rabbit Peach and rabbit Luigi. I guess are, are their names. Um, and it takes a little while before you get Luigi in your party, and then by the end of uh, World Two, you get the princess in your party as well. Um, so it, it does take a little while before you are able to get an all Mario party. Yeah, but I feel like the rabbits that you're paired with, like Peach, Rabbit Peach, and Rabbit Luigi, are not are a different breed of rabbits. Mm-hmm. They have more like s- specific personality. Like Rabbit Luigi, um, he's such a doof. Yeah, and like uh, Rabbit Peach is very much like all about like selfies and stuff. And we again, I know this sounds so annoying. But they make it uh, very charming. Yeah. I love Rabid Peach. <laughs> I think she's great. I never want to take her out of my party. Because, um, like, depending on who is in your party, um, the other two characters will react to whatever's going on with Mario. And, like, you know, I, I 
if it's Luigi or uh, Rabid Luigi, they're kind of like, you know, ah. Um, but Rabid Peach is always approaching something with like some undue confidence and like trying to take a picture with it. She's just got so much personality. Um, I like her a lot. Yeah, I really think the characters, just in general, I think this game is a triumph of like uh, aesthetic design. Mm -hmm. The music is amazing. Yeah, and we get to hear a lot of pieces of music that we haven't really heard in, in a while, like the uh, running around the uh, castle in Mario 64 music, that dun, 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 dun. Um, and the music when you, uh, in from the original Super Mario Brothers, when you would get a flagpole. Yeah. The do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah, like that in a really nice arrangement. Um, I think graphically it's really nice. Like it's very cartoony and fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, it feels okay for Mario to be there, which to me is a huge achievement. Yeah, and it even seems it's uh, it doesn't feel super weird to have Mario shooting a gun, uh, in in these in this game, and that like all the characters have these, they're they're like arm cannon kind of weapons. Um, and they're all. Like the the aesthetics that are tied to these weapons, like some some of them will like burn the enemy, right? And like like that sounds like kind of a violent thing, um, but like sometimes the enemy or the weapons have honey effects, and so your enemy is stuck to the ground with honey, or like you spring bounce them away. So like there's so many of like the aesthetics that are tied to the weapons that make them feel more like toys than like. Uh, instruments of violence yeah you know? absolutely it all has a very like cartoony aesthetic um and i i think that's a good segue to talk about the amount of customization that's available in the game yeah there are skill trees for each character and there are tons and tons of weapons and secondary weapons that you find in the game world mm -hmm. and then you like purchase with coins they're they're generous with coins but so, even still, there's if you want you you aren't able to buy all the weapons. You're right not there. able to buy everything, but you are able to continually upgrade. Yes, which is it, I just feel like they did a really good job of towing the line between having customization for people who are uh, want to take the game very seriously and um, letting people who want to play more casually, like myself, play, including an easy mode that you can uh, initiate at the beginning of every battle so have you done this easy mode all the time oh all that what so what what does it do what is it all uh, it does is fill your all your characters life uh -huh. full and then gives you an extra 50 percent of health yeah oh okay that's interesting. um and yeah i use it constantly because uh there were a couple of levels like the beginning of world three where i wasn't using it and it was just frustrating to me because I was dying all the time. And some of that was like, I wasn't playing tactically. Like once I changed my tactics, yeah. it changed. But I was like, why am I not always doing easy mode? I enjoy this game so much more Yeah, when I'm just like, when it's, uh, I don't feel like it's a like easy win button, but I, it's just made it way more enjoyable for me. Yeah, for sure. Well, and also like, uh, in, in, in the game when like it, it chops up each, world into individual levels and a level can have more than one encounter in it more than one fight in it right um and you you're not automatically healed between them so i could see that being useful for a lot of like the second or third fights in those things where you know you just scrape by with like you know 12 hit points left on mario and you're like oh no no i'm gonna lose mario um 
So that that's interesting. I, I will maybe take advantage of that as I get a little bit deeper in here. Well, how have you been playing the game? Like, who do you take as your party? And are you more aggressive? Do you Are you more, like, defensive? Like, how do you approach things? So it depends on what the what the fight is. I love I love the traversal in this game and how um you can like do the the slide tackle moves and then uh, like every time that I can have uh, Mario slide tackle someone and then run back to one of um one of his teammates and jump off of them and land on a guy for damage and then hit him with a hammer like I, I I like to make them do the tricks, you know. So like the the more they're dancing around in a turn, the better for me. Um, I really like to uh get those uh get those turn number like get them in un- under the 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 term uh limits the turn limits. Um, but you know that's not always possible. Um, I after finishing the first world, I went back and did all of them again. Um to get them all without any of the characters dying and in the the number of turns allotted, which is easier because your characters are stronger at that point. Um, And I just finished World 2. I'll probably go back and do them again. But, um, yeah, so I guess to to, to answer your original question directly, it varies uh, on, like, how how I'm feeling. Do you just like to charge in, or are you... For the most part, but what I have also appreciated about the game is that it doesn't, you can't always do that, right? You can't always just charge in. Uh, I feel like you can't always have the same party members. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there are better situations. Like, so in World 3, I think like the first encounter in World 3, the goal is just to kill 10 enemies. Yeah. And I was just getting murdered. Yeah. Because I was being super aggressive and like charging out towards them. And when I changed my tactics, and became defensive and just like lured them in one by one, became a little more patient. It became way easier. Yeah. Um, and way more like fun because it, it did have that like sense of like, oh, I actually have to like kind of like figure it out and plan my moves instead of just like marching your characters forward to victory. Yeah. So um, I, I'm interested in this, uh, this uh, first encounter in World 3. I haven't, I haven't done it yet. But so who do you end up using for that? Like so, so, who I ended up using mm-hmm. was Mario, who always has to be in your party, right? He's the leader. Uh, and then I used Peach and uh, Rabid Mario. That was gonna be my guess because they both have both Peach and Rabid Mario have those like kind of shotgun uh blasts that like hit multiple enemies when they shoot, and Rabid Mario has the uh the like lure enemies ability, yeah, like the dance, yeah. Um, and also uh. Just Peach is a good defensive character, um, and she's got that like Overwatch ability. Actually, Mario and Luigi have it as well. Um, super useful. Oh yeah, super useful. Uh, what it is basically is it's a special move that you have that you can use at any time. That you set it, and then if an enemy on their turn like moves into your line of sight within a specific radius, mm-hmm. then you will shoot at them. Right. Um, and that can be at at any time. So like. I've had it so like Mario is set on the is it called Hero's Sight or something like that? I can't remember. Um, and like another one of my characters shoots uh, a a rabbit and like does like a bounce back, and so like he bounces into Mario's field of vision, and Mario's like, "Oh, I can shoot this guy!" <laughs> so it's just it's cool to like see those sorts of things chain together. One thing that I do feel like the game is uh, kind of limited, and I would like to see expanded on in the future, 
is is those like combos mm-hmm. because outside of you being able to like jump on your teammates to get further and uh these like heroes vision type things where you know if your hero if one of your uh characters causes an enemy to like move then it causes a chain reaction outside of that there's not really like you can't have two characters aimed at one enemy and it makes like a super combo or something. Right. And, but I mean, like there, there is a little bit of like just keeping the characters close to each other so that like, you know, you can make them jump off of each other. That, that jump assist is, is a cool mechanic that like you can use it to get the characters up to higher ground, but like you can never get all of them up there. Like there's always going to be one person stranded. Um, and they just have to like, find another way around it especially because one thing i wasn't really expecting but have enjoyed is there's some like mission variety it's not all just like take out 10 enemies or take out the boss there's some where the goal is just to get from one end of the course to the other yeah and that's where that like jump really comes into play because you'll always have a character who's straggling behind right and there's a couple of escort mission type things but it doesn't feel i don't hate them because uh, it's always moving. I mean, and you're also controlling the character that you're escorting. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the things in, that'll drive you nuts in an escort mission is when, you know, the Ashley won't jump into the garbage thing to hide from the zombies in Resident Evil 4. Yeah, if Toad and Toadette, who are the only escort ones I've found so far, yeah, likewise. were um, AI-controlled, that would be, be a nightmare. Me. It'd be yeah. a nightmare. Um, ha- <clears throat> have you gone back into any levels to uh, like try to get better scores or anything? I haven't done it to get better scores. I have done it to try to open up some of the areas that I couldn't get into before. Mm-hmm. Because you're, it's like a little, I don't even know what you, like a VR Roomba type thing. Yeah, so it is, well, I mean, should we talk about like the, the, the concept of the game with this? So there is... Uh, introduced in this six-minute um, cartoon thing at the beginning, uh, we are introduced to a uh, young inventor who has developed a headset that merges things together. Um, and, of course, this gets into the hands of rabbits who merge their world with the world of the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, and the rabbit who, who has this thing on his head, um, first of all, he turns into like a mix of like a computer and himself. This guy's so cute. Um, Bowser Jr. calls him uh, Spawny, um, but it's such a cute character, uh, and like his eyes are enormous. Um, but so he's he's merging things together, and one of the things that he merges together is um, our inventor's like robot buddy and a rabbit. So it like has ears, but it effectively it looks like a a, a Roomba with rabbit ears. Um, and that his name is Beepo, or Beep Zero. Um, and you follow him around as you're traversing the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, and so that's, uh, that's for everything between the individual fights, right? Um, and all of that is like pretty simple problem-solving stuff. How, how are you feeling about uh, the, the stuff between the fights? Uh, so they're like little puzzles. Yeah. It's a lot of like pushing blocks. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, for me, again, it's the perfect balance between having a little bit of challenge mm-hmm. But being able to kind of just cruise through them. Yeah. Um, Where like every now and then you're like, well, wait a minute. How do I? Oh, okay. No, no, I got it. I got it. Like, yeah. No, nothing's going to break your brain. Yeah. And you never feel like 
stumped. I never felt like I gotta get a guide or something. Yeah. Uh, it always felt attainable. But also, uh, Beepo, he gets... So he's, it's like a Samus situation, right? Like, he starts out and he can't, like, push blocks and he can't pick up statues and things like that. Right. And hidden in each world is are like little areas that you can't access yet because you don't you're not able to break blocks yet and that kind of stuff. And so as you get to world 2, you get a new ability, you get to world 3, you get a new ability. And if then at that point if you go back to world 1, then you can access more of those like hidden areas, get new items, new weapons, that sort of thing. And just straight up new collectibles. Yeah, right? like yeah, new collectibles. There are like 3D models which are like in-game amiibos basically. Um, and just, like, other artwork and stuff. So I haven't been doing a lot of that because I've been trying to uh, just, like, make forward progress. Yeah. And also because the game isn't that uh, punishing in a positive way for me where, I, like, I think the worst you can do in a level other than getting a game over is just good. Right. You know, if you, you, you still did good. Yeah, like, if you, if it, to get a perfect or great or whatever they call it, uh, if it, if they give you, if it's, like, a par five, Basically, you know, you have five yeah. turns to get there. If you get six, it's not like you get a game over. You just get a hundred less coins or something like that. Right. Well, and a, a few fewer orbs. Yeah. At, Power at orbs the end that the you use level. to um, level up your character. Yeah. In the skill tree. Yeah. Um, but so how uh, you, you, you find like the, the puzzle solving there to be like adequate. Yeah. I mean, I think it's even fun. kind of fun. And there's even like those bonus levels. That yeah. you get shot into like this like kind of like blue Tron grid mm-hmm. thing. And all it is is like you have 10 to 20 seconds, depending on the level, to collect all the blue coins in there. Yeah, it and feels like, like a very, little puzzles. It feels like a, a very like Donkey Kong Country kind of thing. Yeah, yes. It also kind of reminded me of Super Mario Sunshine, where you would uh, hmm. do these little like bonus levels. Yeah, that are more abstract, kind of. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I like all of that stuff. I'm really... Like it gives texture to the game, and it it makes it feel like you're not always doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, it keeps it from being samey. You know, when uh, when we talked about Fire Emblem Echoes: Shadows of Valentia, um, you know, I I mentioned that there are these levels where you're like actually running around in in caves, and that that is a nice way to just break up the monotony of doing Fire Emblem battle after Fire Emblem battle. Um, and I feel like. You know, it, it's not a great mode on its own, or like I wouldn't want to play a game that's just that, but to have it in here breaking up stuff is great. And I f- think that Mario plus Rabbids manages the same task. It's weird that um, like there is a monotony built into tactics games, right? That like, um, even when I'm, I'm playing this game and enjoying it, sometimes it does feel very slow. Um, and like it's it's not an action packed kind of game, but I like that there are so many little like recesses in it. So yeah, to your point, I'm really enjoying this game. Uh, I think it's fun. But last weekend, when I had the choice between playing this and playing playing some Splatoon two, mm-hmm. it was difficult for me to not choose Splatoon two. Like I like this game when I am playing it, I am enjoying it, but I never feel the impetus to keep going. To keep going or to, to like, pick it back up? Or, like, within the game, I'll, like, you know, do a few battles, and I'm like, that's enough for me. Okay. Um, or, you know, like, it's hard for me to be like, I really want to see the end of this game. Yeah. Um, so I don't, like, I don't know. I think I'll keep playing through it to see it through to the end, 
because it's not a bad it's not a bad game by any means. I mean, I've been praising it. I've really enjoyed my time with it, but it doesn't feel essential to me. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know. Essential is a weird thing to like uh, ask of a game. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I think I'm 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 definitely gonna keep playing this game. Uh, you know, beyond this conversation, I would like to see the end of it. Not because I want to see how it ends, but just because I'm enjoying the process and I want to see what challenges it throws at you. Um, but also like. I really, I also want to get all the characters at some point. I only have like six of them right now. Six? Five? Something. I don't have any Yoshis yet, which is weird. Um, but uh, like, I like the weapons and I want to see like all of that grow and just all of these. The game's so goofy and so funny. Like, I just want to see what it has to offer, you know? Do you feel like you would buy the, at this point, are you like, man, I should get that season pass? Uh,. Not yet. I may when I get to the end um, and decide that I want to play more or when it comes out and people are like, it's good. Um, but yeah, like I don't, first of all, I don't need those steampunk weapons uh, at, at the beginning. I, my copy of the game came with a download code for 8-bit weapons for everyone. Um, so I, I entered that and I tagged uh, all of my amiibo in. So I had like a bunch of extra weapons right from the beginning. Um, yeah, so I, I I don't know. I feel like there's so much content that I'm already sorting through, I guess, um, that I'll have to wait and see about getting more of it. Yeah, I mean, I feel really conflicted because it's a game that I'm really enjoying. I just think it comes down to uh, my hesitation before it was released where, like, I don't know. I've In the past, I've not enjoyed tactical games. Mm-hmm. And I think even though they make it as frictionless as possible, even, like, the menu system is super frictionless. Like, to get to the battle headquarters, you can hit a button at basically any time. Yeah. Like, I was worried you'd have to warp back to Princess Peach's castle and then run around the world and, you know, like, enter right. the battle headquarters. You don't have to do any of that. Unless you are, in fact, at Princess, Princess Peach's castle, and then you can't just push Then you X, are forced to. And then you have to run over there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think they've done an amazing job of, taking away all the friction for people like myself who maybe weren't like, oh yeah, I love tactical games. But I still think there is some of that, uh, especially as the game gets harder, that like tactical aspect of it sure. that I just don't know that I want to put the time into. Well, so maybe maybe that is part of it that I haven't run into. I've lost battles before and like or restarted them or whatever, but I haven't gotten to the place where I keep hitting my head against the wall um because there are some of these some fights will go on right like the uh the second world boss fight goes on uh for, for kind of a while and like i, I lost mario is that during the it. donkey kong one no that's the first world boss the the second world boss um is like a big he starts with a, a, a refrigerator oh yeah a shield. The shield yeah, yeah. Um, and th- that one took me a long time and like as i was getting near the end of it i was like oh if i die now and I have to like start the battle again. I'm not gonna be happy to like sink another 20 minutes into the same fight. Um, but I mean, for the most part, they're not long levels, right? Right. Um, it's really just the boss fights that can, and maybe the mid boss fights can drag on a little bit. But um, I I liked that uh, the Donkey Kong fight and like figuring out the the trick of it. Yeah, I I enjoyed that one too. So it's a Donkey Kong rabid. Yeah, that's right. Combination. And he has a big pile of bananas, 
and he will always if you try to attack him directly he will just eat the bananas so what you have to do is like to heal up to heal up right so what you have to do is send one of your characters onto this uh plate in front of like a switch that's in front of his bananas and it causes the bananas to drop and then all three of you can wail on him and you have to do that three different times right and Every time he like kind of repopulates the stage with uh, other little rabbits to get in your way, and usually when it's his turn, he will like pound the ground. Yeah. So if you aren't on one of the safe spaces, it'll knock all of your characters back, and they all take damage too. Um. Yeah. I. I mean that that battle lasts a long time, but again, this is just like the rabbits are so full of personality, and the Donkey Kong personality or Donkey Kong rabbit when when he like just pops a banana into his mouth and like kind of like absentmindedly looks away and like chews on it. It's so funny. Like you see the animation, I don't know, 20 times during this fight. I loved it and laughed every single time. It's all very charming. Yeah. Um Yeah, and then the the uh the the second boss that is using a giant refrigerator door as a shield. It's just like the game has no like limits on its silliness right like it's just like whatever we want to do any part of it 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 can be it can make as little sense as we want it to and that's like what the rabbits give this game is that like license to just be really silly and have it not matter yeah um so this is obviously a different kind of gameplay for mario right um but seeing uh mario in a more like narrative like driven game the story's not super complicated but like it never is in a mario rpg right or paper mario or mario and luigi game um does this feel to you like the beginning of a new like branch of the mario rpg i would pick up a second go at this yeah like one where they were able like for a first go Mm -hmm. it's incredibly like well done and polished and I would be very excited to see what they could do being able to iterate on this base. Yeah, I mean, like, as a proof of concept, it is a, a g- good proof and a fun concept. Um, yeah, I, I, I like this game a lot. Um, kind of even more than I was expecting to. Me t- completely. Yeah. Um, so what I know, like, we, you and I were both, like, excited about, uh, or we had given ourselves over to the idea that like okay mario plus rabbits that that can be fun um what were you worried about going into this game not to harp on this endlessly but just the combat just getting bored of it very quickly um and you know i i think everybody gets annoyed with like the little things in games that you have to do that take like a millisecond but add up very quickly over time like in animal crossing new leaf like having to take a shovel out then put it back in it takes like half a second but when you're doing it over and over it feels endless yeah and i feel like this game has done a very good job of doing away with that yeah um so yeah like uh uh that that was basically my big worry yeah um and do you find that that is that the ui is smooth enough that you don't really have any of that yeah and i feel like the game does a really good job of like helping you out if you are not in like intent on beating it meeting it head on at its like most difficult challenge yeah yeah for sure one i I feel like the game also just like does a nice job of like just subtly rewarding you with things that are that are worth it you know like 
um, finding new weapons that, you know, double your attack power or like when you level up, um, when you beat a new world and like everyone's hit points go up a lot. Um, and even like navigating the skill tree, um, it's fun to be like, oh, my slide tackle does 30 damage instead of 20 now. That's huge, you know? Um, and like all of that coupled with the just sort of like narrative bonuses, um, you get emails from, uh, I assume they're from the, the inventor, the inventor. I think. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, just the relationship between her and Beepo, um, and you, the player, um, is very like fun and warm and funny. I don't know. I, I have very few complaints about this game at this point. I think I may like it more more than you do. But yeah, I think I like tactics games better. Than yeah, you I th- I think that's totally true. I think it's true, Mark. <laughs> um, does this make you um think about picking up other tactics games, or does this feel like an isolated? This kind of feels thing a little. I mean, if anything, this makes me more hesitant to buy to pick up other tactical games because this is clearly my limit. Right, this is a, a tactical game for Mark Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and even that's like pushing up against the ceiling of how much I want to invest in like the tactics of something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, no, it, I, if anything, it's made me more like, I don't think I can make it through a Fire Emblem game. Uh, well, and that's Fire Emblem games are long. <laughs> They're good, but they are long. Uh, what is your favorite um, enemy rabbit you've encountered so far? Uh, I'm going to hedge on this a little bit because I don't want to spoil anything for you. Okay. Even though we've talked about how much we don't care about spoilers. I don't care about spoilers. <laughs> and gave a long-winded warning at the beginning <laughs> that we were going to spoil everything. But uh, I will say one aspect of design that really tickled me is uh, that I am going to spoil for you. Please. Is in the haunted, in the like spooky world, whatever it's called, there are these um, big like tentacle vine type things and they are playing like uh kind of like harps that are um organic yeah and uh if you just kind of like put the game the controller down and just like settle for a little bit you can hear that they are playing in time they're like accompanying the oh, uh, like the stage the, music yeah the stage music and oh, that's it's so cool uh it's a really fun detail that's nice um i actually think this game has a ton of fun details like that like uh when you are targeting rabbits, um, that like they they'll like kind of put their hands out and be like, no, 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 don't, don't, no, 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 don't, don't shoot me. Um, or like your ally characters will like duck down or like get out of the way. Um, it's just like they're all those details are are really really good. Um, I like the uh, the shield guys that put their hands up when they know that they've been flanked. Um, that pleases me a lot. Yeah, I feel like in general, this really is the best marriage of a third party and Nintendo. It kind of has like the best of both. I don't know that Nintendo would on their own make something like this, but it has, to, into my mind, the magic of it and the polish of a Nintendo game. Yeah, absolutely. I, there are, um, in some of the uh, like kind of cutscene segments, if you are like trying to just like jam through uh, the, the dialogue as fast as you can. Um, it kind of like skips uh, frames of animation. Have you noticed any freezing? I've sometimes in it. It doesn't seem to be like one specific animation or anything. But if you trigger an animation, it just like stalls the game for a second or two and then jumps ahead. Uh, I I have not experienced that. I know that there that some people have been experiencing uh, like freezing and crashing. Um, but like I don't know. U- Ubisoft tends to put out games that they need to like patch as they go. Um, but like, this is a, a pretty polished game on, on release. 
And for me, the experience of playing on the Switch really like sold the promise of that console because a lot of the time I, I play it uh, docked mm-hmm. when I'm at home. Not all the time, but uh, recently more frequently. And my power went out on Thursday in like the middle of the heat wave. And uh, it, was, it was amazing to just be able to be like, all right, the power's out, but I can just take my Switch out and I can play. I can keep playing. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. And, you know, like I was saying, I had friends over this weekend. So like when we were playing it together, which was, you know, sometimes what, what we would do, um, we could do that. But if like other people want to use the TV for something, I can still play the game. Um, yeah, totally the, the promise of the Switch um well demonstrated with this game i think because like some of these battles especially if you like if you fought if you fought in a battle and you lost and you're like i'll get back to that later and then when you pick it back up and you want to knock that out while like watching tv or whatever you can do that um yeah that's that's a a good like specifically that this kind of game works well on something that you can take away from your tv totally um, are there other, like, uh, so this is Mario and the Rabbids, two franchises that we never would have even considered in the same whatever. Does this make you think of other insane crossovers that, uh, we may want to see from other developers? I don't know. Never say never when there's like an Assassin's Creed Final Fantasy 15 mashup coming out That's and a, yeah you know i <laughs> i can't even hazard a guess because i think whatever it is going that's going to be we will never be able to see it coming do you think this marks like a, a like an actual change for nintendo because like w- when we've talked about this before it's you know there have been zelda games developed by capcom um and like uh smash developed by um bandai namco um this is obviously like on, on a different level, right? That it is a Mario game developed by Ubisoft. Yeah, I think it's like the full the fulfillment of the promise that has been made with these like Hyrule Warriors games. Yeah. And you know, like Nintendo for a very long time was very protective of their IP. And more recently, part of it just out of necessity of in especially in the Wii U era, getting HD games out the door. Right. They needed to partner with people to do that. And I think, uh, you know, like Smash was super fun. And some of those games have been fun. But I think this, if this was a model going forward, I think that's much more exciting than like Star Fox Warriors or something. Yeah, sure. Just like another another Warriors game. Yeah, I love that this is like, this isn't a Rabbids game and it's not a Mario game, but like it has the aesthetics of both and is a totally new kind of gameplay for both these franchises yeah i think that's the exciting part of it yeah uh all right well so that i think is going to do it for our discussion on mario plus rabbits kingdom battle if you enjoyed the episode please rate review and subscribe on itunes um and if you know someone who needs to know a little bit about mario rabbits you can uh, share the episode with them um we'd love to hear your thoughts on mm-hmm. mario plus rabbit's kingdom battle remember we don't care at all about spoilers except apparently when we do 
Uh, which is never. I don't believe in them. Yeah. So if there's an aspect of the game that you're dying to talk about that we haven't gotten to yet, like please share with us. Yeah. And also, who do you who do you take uh, with you? You. I guess we both said that we're kind of versatile, right? Yeah. It's fun to switch them up. I think you have to be. Yeah. I think I think that's probably right. That uh, you do a fight, then you're like, oh, those those were the wrong <laughs> rabbits to take with me. Um, also, I didn't mention it, but the Mario rabbit. Um, always has a toothpick in his mouth. And I just love the like little bit of attitude that implies. He's like a little James Dean. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at Nincart Society. Check out the Facebook page, which is just NintendoCartridgeSociety.com. That's where you... Or, no, just Nintendo... Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. So you can c- communicate with us in either of those places or by sending an email to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. If you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apeatbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thanks for listening. <laughs>